Welcome to the Oasis Unstacked, where we cover NFTs, the metaverse, crypto gaming, and everything in between. So welcome everyone uh, to the Oasis Unstacked, where we cover NFTs, the metaverse, crypto gaming, and everything in between. Today's conversation is going to cover communities that leverage Web3, DAOs, community tokens, and all these new concepts that we'll try to unpack in a, in a clear and comprehensible way. Our guest today is the highly regarded Jess instigator at Sit Club, which is a community like that onboards yeah, communities to Web3. I think that Jess will do a better job than, than, than I do. Uh, I, I describe in what Seed Club does, but I've been contributing to Seed Club for a while now, witnessing it growing over the past year and a half or so. And yeah, it's been impressive, uh, like the number of people that have joined and the talent there and all the value that's been created for the space in general. So yeah, welcome, Jess. We're super stoked to have you. We also have Tom and Dave here. I don't know if you guys want to say hi before we start. Sure. Yeah. So I'm Dave. I'm Dave Krugman. I'm a crypto artist and I run a creative community called All Ships, as in All Ships Rise with the Tide. And it's really about onboarding artists into Web3, helping people understand um, the potential and power of this technology and uh, how it's going to you know, fundamentally change the creative's relationship with the internet. So I'm very interested in these conversations and, and particularly interested in uh, Seed Club and and the social dynamics of all this stuff. So very excited for this conversation and, and thanks for having me. Hey guys, uh, my name is Tom. Go by Think Flexible on Twitter. Um, I run Kenosi Ventures with my brother Matt, and I invest in you know Web three opportunities across NFTs, DAOs, and DeFi. Um, member of Flamingo DAO, Fingerprints, Neptune, and a few other amazing. DAOs that are in space and really excited and always have been really interested in what Seed Club is doing. And I think it's like going to be that, you know, catalyst that brings a lot of creators and from the Web 2 world into the Web 3 world. And with, you know, really excited about this conversation with the with Jess, who, you know, really started this, you know, idea of, you know, trying to bring communities and build communities in the Web 3 way and bring the creators on board. So with that, um, Jess, yeah, we would love to get, you know, your, hear about your background, you know, tell us about what you did before pre-crypto and how you got into crypto and what you got into interested in, you know, the community building in the Web3 world. Awesome. So great to be here with you guys today. See some friendly faces in the audience. What's up, Marv? Hello, Nicole. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Flex. All right. And Dave, love to hear all the progress you're making with all ships. Very, very stoked on that. My name's Jess. Got into crypto in 2017. Really was, I think, zooming out quite a bit. Uh, was early into social media and got really excited about the possibility of democratized access and distribution. And then pretty quickly disillusioned with the idea that you know Facebook might be the, the governor of our future digital economy. And crypto for me in 2017 was this amazing potential superpower to give ownership and say back to the people who are creating value on these networks. It's taken a while to get to the point where sort of individuals like ourselves who are maybe not deeply technical, smart contract developers could actually start to play around with these tools in a meaningful way. And I think that's what we saw back in the summer of 2020, where a few tools were being brought together by some enterprising individuals to start to launch social tokens. So Alex Masmedge, uh, Brian Flynn, the work that Peter Pan and, and um, you know Matthews to the boy token were doing, I think we're, we're really instrumental in shaping my thinking and, and introducing me to the idea that there's these tools out there that can allow people to own a piece of the communities that they're helping to build. And so C club was sort of born out of that insight that there are all these new tools coming online. There's these new uh, mechanisms that individuals and communities can use to coordinate and align and, and collaborate and create value and, and ultimately capture the value in the hands of people rather than platforms and so we kicked it off with a small group in Telegram, like any good crypto project. And it's sort of uh, got, it got kind of crazy from there. So today we're 62 member owners, you know, a couple thousand people in our broader community. We have a core team of four and a broader collaborator network, which Louis is a part of, of about 15 very active people. 
and we're very excited about bringing yeah new new community tokens to the world. That's our focus. We run an accelerator and we also run a studio, all focused around helping communities and, and individuals launch these community tokens. Thanks, just for this like short and sweet intro. I'd like to focus on like maybe the couple like products that Sitclub's building right now. How would you? I mean, you've you've covered them briefly, the accelerator, the studio, the the broader community, the pool of stakeholders. Sitclub has been running a couple cohort accelerator cohorts already. What's what's the focus of like? I think it's the flagship product at Sitclub so far. Uh, is it like, yeah? What's the focus of the accelerator and, and what what are you trying to 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 achieve here? Yeah. So I mean, we. C-Club was started with really just the, the realization that there's so many more questions than there was answers in, in this space. I mean, in crypto generally, but in, definitely in the niche that we're playing in as well. And so we wanted to just create a, a mechanism for us to sort of all learn faster together and, and to be uh, you know, incentivized to, to do that. And so the accelerator, we used to call it an incubator, it was all about that. How do we bring people who are very interested, already taking action, or intrigued at least by Web3 together to... Make sure that they have access to the brilliant people that are within our network can kind of really get up to speed on what the latest and greatest is in the space and be able to apply that to the specific mission or vision that they have with, with their community. So yeah, the, the accelerator today is, is our flagship product or project or focus. Essentially, we are really focused right now on creating a mechanism that sort of rewards, um, smart, capable collaborators. These are folks that are in our network and you know, maybe some of you sooner than later as we continue to expand that network to come in and, and really support the growth and launch of these you know, amazing community tokens that we get to work with. So the Accelerator brings people together over a six-week period to just create this intense learning opportunity. We touch on everything from token design, distribution, the tools, the legal side of things, community management, governance, governance structures. It's a really big crash course from folks that are really leaning into the edges of the space today. And then over the, essentially our model is that we, we earn a percentage of the tokens that we help launch. So we're diamond hand, long-term partners of these projects and support them beyond those six weeks to help bring the tokens to the world and, and hopefully grow them into large, meaningful projects out there. That's amazing. I guess before we dive a sort of deeper into the accelerator program and what kind of sort of cohorts of different, you know, variety of creators that came on board on Seed Club, I just want to, you know, kind of touch upon, you know, like what, what does Web3 mean for creators and like why is community important and thus like, like why is social token important and also, you know, core elements of what, what it means to be creator in the Web3, you know, sort of setting. Can you sort of, you know, break that down for people maybe who are not familiar with those concepts, Jess? Yeah, so I think, I mean, those are all really general terms. It, we're, we are big believers in community. And I think there's a, you know, there, there's another world where tokens can be used by creators. So individuals who are interacting within the creator economy, influencers, musicians, etc., to create a lot of value. I think the what we see is most exciting, at least in the, the near term, is those people coming together to co-create something. So an example of that might be Song Camp, where folks are coming together to create something together that's both tangible and real in the short term, but also building towards some bigger vision of reimagining what the music business might be like. So I think there's this narrative out there of Web3 empowers creators. And I think it's important just to take that one step further and say that Web3 empowers creators through creating communities that allow them to ultimately earn equity stakes or equity-like stakes. You know, in crypto projects, that's a say or a vote or a governance uh, right over some of the, the the value they create in those communities. So we're, we're very focused on community tokens because we think that that's really where most of the value will be created and, and that creators will be a much broader category. They include many folks that are on this call already who are contributing to these organizations and, and you know, by themselves out there in this world. And so there's this sort of I guess much more flexible, malleable, water-like participation in in many different economic communities out there on the internet. Um, I think that the underlying reason why Web three is, you know, I, I guess like the, the question that we ask often is like, why tokens or 
I guess you could say why Web3. And I think it comes down to ownership. So much of what we create on the internet is valued through network effects or through you know, community effects. And I think for the longest time, we've only been paid for the direct outcome that we've created on these platforms. So uh, I'll post a picture and get paid by a sponsor or, you know, some folks maybe like, like Brave want to pay us for the data that we're using. But truly the value underneath all of those things is the, the network effect that we're contributing to. And I think what Web3 does and what tokens do is they give us individuals or organizations an opportunity to have ownership stakes in these networks. And uh, I think if we look back through history, ownership stakes in things that are growing fast are the way that wealth is generated. Web3 is about you know, generating wealth versus just generating income. Yeah, I totally agree. Something I'd like to come back on, maybe to try to make it a little bit more concrete. I mean, you mentioned the example of Suncamp, and I know that some that's an example that you like and a, a community that you really like in terms of how they've been developing and using like these NFTs and 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 Web three tools to you know develop a product and and engage people and make them participate. Could you? Talk a little bit about Suncamp and kind of like how you saw them evolve over yeah in the past couple of months through SidClub as well. Yeah, what, what I love about Suncamp is, and I think I'm constantly looking for things like this, which is like the, it's very, I think the narrative of like let's let Web three disrupt Web two. So what does the record label look like in in Web three? Is a question that I think is a, a very obvious question, but. It, I'm pretty sure that the record label of Web3 doesn't look like the record label of Web2. And so even using that term is probably like sends us down a bit of, of the wrong path. I think it's a, a, a nuanced thing that we're struggling with just generally in the crypto space as we try to reimagine what these new structures can be like. And we're still very much reliant on these other analogies and, and frameworks, which are, I think, necessary to get us to a certain point. But we kind of need to, at least I get excited when you start to see communities or, or projects that are kind of trying to break that mold. And so... And that's what SongCamp was. So it said, well, you know, maybe the, the, the thing that we should really design around isn't a label, but is around this shared experience of creating something. And so the song camp or writer's camp was sort of that, that method. You know, Matthew tells the story of uh, Matthew Shame, who's the, the instigator creator of SongCamp. I don't know what his bard, I don't know what his actual title is, but he, <laughs> that'd be better. He sort of shares this experience of going to writer's camps and, and writing with all these amazing talent people. He's a musician himself, so a successful one. And then walking away with, and, and, you know, five years later, only one of those songs ever being put out into the, into the world. And so they said, well, hey, what if we just brought people together, formed teams, produced music together, had the support of a community and the marketing and, and distribution of this and auctioned off or, or made use of the latest Web3 tools to, to generate revenue for, for these, these artists. And so they've done two different camps. People come together, they get matched to teams, they um, produce music, those music, those, those get minted as NFTs and get auctioned off and there's uh, splits built right into those contracts. So the, the value gets automatically split transparently to all the people who, who participated in it. That's a, a revolutionary thing for folks that are in the music business who wait for years, months, or maybe never get royalties from these things. And so created like an amazing uh, experience for the artists who, are, who have never sort of either made that much money off of one song or had the splits so clear or had so much fun and, or, or had been sort of locked in certain ways of producing music for so long because Spotify was the dominant way of making money there and were able to kind of be more creative and free in, in how they were participating. And so I love it for, for that reason. And then also that, you know, every time I talk to Matthew, he's just coming up with another crazy idea, which makes me on one hand be like, yo, dude, like, can we just focus and get something done here? And then on the other hand, be like, this is just the most amazing set of experience or experiments, period. And he's an artist at heart and, and that community is going to just thrive based on the emerging creativity that, that gets generated there. So I both, uh, yeah, I'm excited by the seeing the vision clearly and then also realizing that I probably have no idea where they're going and, and very, very, very excited to be part of the journey. I mean, that's the thing I love about Web3 and, and this new wave of like creative technologies is also the philosophy that's behind of getting together as, as camps and, and, you know, producing music together instead of just like having one individual and a whole team around it. Like, yeah, this, these projects are really like collective driven and, and it's really cool to see like that all the tools that are also like some of the tools that are being built around this, like to monetize NFTs are really also like having this kind of a group minded aspect where, it's about crowdfunds. It's about like party beats and bidding 
on on a piece together and NFTs together. And I think that yeah, I mean, like these technologies and are really like what was missing from the kind of like social and group experience that we had with Web two. And so like yeah, really kind of I mean, definitely love Suncamp for all the work that they're putting in. And yeah, I I know that like Dave because like you're you're also working on community of creatives, you know, and you're you're wanting to 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 go further in leveraging all these web three tools and stuff. I'm wondering if like you, you feel similarities to, you know, something like Songcamp or a group of creatives or like if the intention is the same. Uh, in your case, I don't want to like make you <laughs> No, yeah. I, I love talking about this. This is exactly the, the type of stuff I'm interested in doing. I think what Web3 gives us the opportunity to do is to kind of capture the the capital of our communities in a way that was not possible with the legacy systems of social media. Like I always use this analogy, or not analogy, but this description rather, where like, who's actually creating the billions of dollars in value that is held by you know centralized platforms like Facebook? If you take away the communities and all the content, it's just an empty, it's it's an impressive framework, but it's just a framework. So why aren't the participants in those ecosystems, you know, benefiting financially in the value that they're creating? And that to me is like the power of Web3 is that like it's a much more democratized value capture system for community capital. And, you know, I'm a visual artist and I've always been interested at the intersection of like network effects and creativity and and marketing and community building. And Web3 is just like this perfect cocktail of of all those things in a way that just feels much more equitable for the people that are actually like, you know, in these online spaces every day, you know, building relationships and and building these, these very communities. I really feel like Web3 is like a digital organism right? In a way that we just haven't really experienced before. And that's why I'm so excited to see how these technologies can help me and my goals for my community, which is to encourage people and to let them know that a creative life, a profitable creative life is possible. So I'm very, very excited about the potential for the, for these kinds of things. And I'm actively exploring the best way to use it for, for my communities as well. And it's like, you know, these are the opportunities where, you know, creators can go direct to their audience, right? And then build that community, you know, without going through the traditional, you know, web two channels that are in ways predatory in terms of the economic splits of who takes what. And I kind of view at, like the, the token as like kind of glue that glues that, you know, creator to the community aspect where it helps you to align the incentives of everyone who's involved to you know, move towards a more synergistic, positive direction of, you know, making this something that is bigger, larger, more positive, more value creation. So I think that's like, what's really interesting Seed Club is building is like they're onboarding, you know, a lot of creators who haven't experienced Web3 and, you know, these, you know, tokens could be, you know, confusing and they're really helping, you know, them to navigate through these environments where, I think really the next biggest thing will be like the social token, like as big as NFTs. Like, I mean, if you just kind of think about like kind of the celebrities or people we follow and we love and like, imagine you could own a stake in their success of the future, right? Like that's really incredible, I think. And I think this is something that's going to bring on like the next billion people onto, you know, crypto and Web3 world. Pop my bags, Tom. Uh, appreciate that. <laughs> um, but I, I think there's actually an interesting nuance in in that statement there that I, I would love to pull apart a bit. And I think it goes kind of to, to what Dave was talking about. So what I love about All Ships is that it is this community that is coming together to make something together on the internet, right? And there's a, a, a strong why behind it, right? This idea that you can earn a good living from creating art. And I think those two things are the key reasons why a community token or social token will be valuable or be worth holding. And I think if that is in contrast to what I think a lot of folks are kind of looking towards right now is sort of like the, the top level vision of what a social token might be, which I think is this idea of being able to own a piece of or invest in a creator or an artist. I think we've seen examples of that 
on the market today. And, and, and I guess to be clear, I think it's going to be a big market. I think, you know, betting on people, I think the stock market, all these sort of things are, are, are probably billion dollar opportunities as far as like how into, you know, being able to sort of bet on the future, I guess, popularity of an upcoming artist. I think that will be a thing. But I think what will be a bigger thing and probably a thing first is, and where I think we see product market fit within this community and social token world is this idea of people coming together to co-create something. So it's a zero to one or one to five movement. It's having ownership in something. It's the sense of belonging and participation and that I want to put my, you know, that the C club gets put into people's Twitter bios. Uh, that there's, you know, if we launch an NFT, people want to represent that NFT, the sense of belonging. Um, and so it's this, we, we've seen like something like BitCloud or even, you know, two degrees, some of the communities that are coming out of, of the rally ecosystem where there's much more of a transactional nature to them. You're either, you know, buying to participate in speculation or you're buying to access a discord or to access merch or to get some sort of perk. And, and those haven't been the most compelling use cases. What, what have been very compelling use cases are like Forefront right now, who I think just had a big room before us here. People feeling like, oh, I can come be a part of something and find 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 my footing in Web three and and earn some tokens for doing it. Or you know what what FWD is doing, which is like, hey, we're in this together. Crypto needs needs culture. We're going to support you in that journey. Or you know, I, I hope when when C Club has a token onto the world in a similar sense, C Club saying, hey, if you are building in the community world. And want to bring Web three into your community. We are the place of builders and of creators and of the, the you know the folks that are on a journey together to do this as best as possible. So, if people are looking out into the world and like where the opportunity is going to lie, I think a big filter should be where are people coming together to go create something that's bigger than themselves. And the, those other things I think are, are slightly less interesting. Yeah, I was waiting for you to mention FWB under that like kind of like making the case for. Coming together, belonging as as one of the kind of like big power of these DAOs, which are like this sub, like these tokens really are a way to like recreate this you know sense of community and sub communities on the internet. Or at a time where you know Web two is have like these big standardized platforms where you may feel like an atomized unit, and these kind of like places like the Sit Club Discord and. Like, you know, even Twitter spaces, like, I mean, they're definitely, I mean, Twitter is definitely, you know, going in the direction of working for communities and stuff. But Tom, I see you're on mute. I, I'll definitely give you room to speak right after. And yeah, I mean, so like recently with the, you know, recent price action around Friend with Benefits. So like Friend with, for those who don't know, Friend with Benefits is like a very early, early like tokenized community that gets... It's Discord. I mean, I mean, it's been like one of the first communities to get its Discord using a token, and eventually, like a whole crowd of like creatives and and technologists has has accrued there with a very like strong culture of people who were not in crypto at first and wanted to venture into crypto but do it together because crypto, like venturing into Web three, can be super overwhelming. And so it started as like a small group of smart people. Uh, smart creatives wanting to do that together and eventually snowballed into like a huge group of super talented people and an awesome professional network with a, a really cool core team creating like more and more value through content, through events, through even like real life events and parties for their community. And so eventually like, yeah, it was like one of the first, like, let's say, you know, all time high in terms of like, how these communities can recreate a sense of belonging and working together and doing things together. And I think that's the, actually the first break of, of these communities. And so like, that's it, like with Brentwood Benefits, it's been like demonstrated how big this, only this, even this use case can, can be and how valuable it can be in the eyes of people. But yeah, that's... Yeah, no, I think, I think Brentwood Benefits is like really interesting. And you know, I think what's really cool about these community is that, you know, like it's funny because we had just had a conversation with Fingerprints DAO and they talked about, you know, and, you know, NFT collective DAO, you know, they, they said, you know, collection, you know, collecting is an excuse to get people together. And what's really cool is the value creation that this particular community, you know, does over time, like things that are created out of these group of people. And I think just you're exactly kind of, saying the very similar things here where, you know, things that created out of these 
communities and groups are going to be what's really awesome and cool. And what I wonder about is that, like, what are some, like, elements of successful communities and, like, these value creations to happen over time? Do you, I'm guessing that as you review a lot of, you know, applications for your accelerator and also, you know, a lot of conversations that you have with, you know, people or the communities that are in an earlier stage, like, what are some elements that are key to success for them to prosper in a, in a medium to longer term? I think that is a big, big, big open question. So first of all, if, if you look in, in this chat here, Nicole Davis is, is in here. She's the one who's running our accelerator program and has just gone through and helped to sort of build out a bunch of these processes for C-Club. We had 80 applicants for our, our next cohort. So really excited about the attention and interest and also very excited that Nicole is here to help us figure this stuff out. I think like the, the, the reality is, you know, the oldest social tokens have been around for a year. And so a line that we use often is that it's really easy to create a token, really hard to create a valuable token, and uncertain how we create a long-term valuable token. So I think that's an important context for anybody that's stepping into the space. It should both be one that is empowering in that there's still so much to be figured out, and also maybe cautionary in that there's still much, so much to be figured out. The things that we're really looking for as far as like building blocks are you know, some sort of proof of community. So we, we believe there will be a world where and there, these exist today where you're sort of starting from nothing with a token and, and that can lead to, to a meaningful community. I think it's a much harder path to go down. And so we're really interested in, in, in working with communities that have some sort of proof of community already. That can be five, that can be five million, really depends on the use case. We're also really you know, leaning into, to, given how new this is, into backing really brilliant creators, community leaders, project leaders. So that so much of, of I think, the, this idea of, of you know, DAOs and community tokens of the collective coming together and to build consensus and create is, is a little bit of a myth in, in that, you know, today these projects, you know, live and die based on the on the efforts of a small number of people. And so we really are looking for a history of confidence and, and creativity and excitement and, and passion and the ability to to move ideas forward into reality. And then I think the, the third big chunk is like, how do you create a space where people feel welcomed and, you know, rewarded and, and aligned in a mission? And so the, I think the, the ongoing challenges that many of our communities are going to face is like, how do we, how do we continue to evolve that mission and uh, keep that mission either in focus or, or fresh so that new people can come on board, feel that same alignment and lean into you know, creating value in these communities. And so you talk about friends with benefits or further down this path. And the challenge they have today is how do we actually get new blood into this community that now costs $8,000 to, to, to join so it requires an investment of $8,000 to be able to join. So, you know, and I think like more generally, one of the biggest questions I get is like, what, what, what are the templates to follow here? And I think the reality is we're, we're not in the templates era of this. It's very much the case study era. And so, we tried to keep a very, very open mind on what sort of communities and, and projects are going to to be interesting or, or be successful. I think it's very easy and would probably be a mistake to just say, well, let's just look at token-gated discords as the path forward for, for community tokens. I think there's a lot of value to be created there. But we're very, very much interested in and, and believe we're in the beginning of the, the IDMA still and looking for the weird, wild approaches that we probably haven't thought of. So that was kind of a mealy mouth answer, but the honest one is, is I don't know, but we're really stoked to be, you know, in the trenches finding out. That's really cool. Um, I also invited Nicole if she wants to come up and give her <laughs> two cents as well. But yeah, I think it's like, it's really fascinating. And there are so many different approaches to how DAOs are forming. I, even the ones that I'm involved, I mean, some of them like really have high economic hurdle to join. And some people view that as a you know value signal in some ways, but you know some of the lower hurdle ones also do exist and they do prosper. And there's this question of like, I think there are different philosophies almost of like some people want people to be active and really aligned, so they want them to put up the meaningful amount of dollars to participate, so that they have you know their money on the line, so they'll be more active and you know et cetera. So. But I think it's a it's a it's hard to always bring that engagement in the communities. So, you know, even if you have you know two hundred members in your DAO, it's always to it's always difficult and challenging to have them, you know, actively participating in discussions and you know voting on the proposals and 
all those aspects. And yeah, because this is not the interesting stuff, right? Like the, right. the the interesting stuff is hanging out in, in a chat and, and shared experiences and shared creation. And so, I, I, yeah, I think on the sort of exclusivity thing, one hundred percent. Like, I think I think we just need to be designing for an outcome. So, I think it's very mm. good to design for an exclusive outcome, right? You know, C Club right now is not an open community. Like we have 62 collaborators that are DAO members and we haven't onboarded new ones into that for a few months now. Our intention is to open that up, but we want to be thoughtful about how we do that. And that's a design decision. On the flip side, I think what, you know, Forefront has been doing as far as being able to get people in the door and get excited and put lots of people to work has been outstanding. And, and that's a design decision. So I think we just need to be, you know, thoughtful about how we're going out to, to, construct these organizations and then also yeah we're people don't care about voting we don't the management of things is boring like that's something we just need to acknowledge and we can design better experiences we can better communicate in a role so there's definitely worthwhile work to be done there but i think we should also just recognize that we're trying to actually create an experience for a community and a large chunk of those community members want to be there for the community aspect not like the DAO aspect and that's fine Coming back to the like your point on you know the fact we're, that we're now at the kind of like case study era or like level development of this technology and, and philosophy, definitely agree and think like yeah, I mean so so far like we've been you know doing I mean this gating a Discord has been the dominant model because it's easy and and easy to apprehend as well, easy to design. It's like kind of like off the shelf. Just plug a button into your Discord, create a token, and then get it. And hopefully, like you create some hype or create some value inside your Discord, and then the price of of your token will appreciate. Which which is not easy to do uh, for sure, but still, like a null encompassing gate to your community might not be the like the right model for everything. And and I'm I'm pretty like stoked about any experiment that doesn't gate the Discord and that. This still operates with this sort of like community token as a different level. So, I mean, there's governance, but governance is hard and, and token holders shouldn't, you know, vote on everything and anything because they don't have time or they don't have the right information and stuff. So we're kind of like learning this kind of like the hard way in many parts in the ecosystem, whether it's like big, big DeFi DAOs or smaller communities where participation in governance is small. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to us like discovering more of the practices to kind of like distribute like tokens now now are used to, you know, access things. I'm looking forward to us seeing how tokens can unlock, you know, new path to let people contribute. So we're I mean, we've been, you know, seeing testing out bounties and that type of things. I know it's it's a hard I mean still a very hard problem to engage people in DAOs. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having more templates to kind of like distribute these tokens because there's this like 1%, you know, kind of like core builders, 10% participants and and 90% lurkers or, you know, free riders rule of the internet at this point on most social platforms. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm really wondering if this, you know, if DAOs and token and tokens and incentives and stuff can, can tweak that and and maybe like you no know, bend that to something that looks more like five or ten percent people building stuff. So I, under that lens, I'm excited that you know experiments like loot, which has like I think it's also relies much on price as as a gate. You know, acquiring loot is expensive. Acquiring AGLD tokens are expensive uh, is expensive as well. But also like the Discord is not token gated and the way to earn your way into the the community as well. I'm I'm feeling like you know these developers that come up and make contribution acquire reputation, and I'm also looking forward to templates where people can yeah acquire this kind of like ownership and in in the community and and get value in return through making these types of contribution. But yeah, we're so early like for all these templates to be developed. I think reputation is something that's so far off, but maybe there are other templates that are that I don't yeah that I don't know that are coming up as well. I think reputation is a lot closer. I mean we have reputation in small groups. Like I, I know that you you know in, in my mind you have high reputation and, and I know that just because it's not on chain doesn't mean 
it doesn't exist. And so I think like tools like coordinate really make this actionable, right? Where what we'll see is, is DAOs pushing resources to, to the edges where small teams or circles are creating value. Those circles through social interactions and, and collaboration will understand the relative reputation and value creation other individuals are, are, are creating. And we're able to then enact the, the distribution of, of tokens or, or ether value to, to those individuals. So I think it's like, yeah, we don't, there's a lot of really interesting experiments or tools that kind of allow us to do that today that I think are, maybe the next six months are going to look a lot different than, than the last six months. What do you think is best for, let's say you're a creator, right? And you're a bit new to the, you know, Web3 and crypto and community building. Like, like where do you start? Is there something they can read to learn about? how to start their own community. And some of the other, I guess, concerns that I've heard is that, you know, not everyone has, you know, that not everyone's, you know, outgoing and a very external and really built, you know, like born with, you know, those personalities to that we see in the internet a lot. So some people are like, oh, I, I don't really know. I'm not, I don't have that personality or I don't know what to do. Like, just do you have some advice for those folks who are, you know, in, in, in that situation and struggling where to head next. Cause I hear a bunch of people who have a lot of interest in doing something, but they just don't know like where to go from here. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think that launching a token or a community token is a big deal. It's, it's, you know, putting a lot on the line. People are putting their money and time behind you and it shouldn't be taken lightly. So most often when I talk to creators or community leaders, I'm, doing my best to convince them not to launch a community token. Maybe not the best at that since we're so excited about so many new community tokens, but I just try to get the point across that the first place shouldn't be to go launch a token necessarily. But there's caveats to that. Very excited about a lot of the personal tokens and and experiments that are being run out there where there's very clear um, disclaimers put on them that this is an experiment and has no value and people truly mean that. So I I think that the opportunity really is to, to join communities that are, that are, have some more structure and that are operating and that are looking for talent. So C club works, you know, in, in many ways, because I do have a personality for liking to come and talk and, and bullshit and be on zoom calls for 10 hours a day, but it wouldn't work unless we're also able to find people who think very deeply about templates or who think very deeply about Airtable or who, you know, are able to bring the whole set of soft skills to the table that, that you know, I'm ignorant of. And so, there, I think that the biggest opportunity is to be able to apply our unique genius to one or many communities and, and actually be rewarded for that. And so, sure, we're very early in that process right now. It's still cumbersome and kind of awkward to, to join a number of these communities, but I think we're getting a lot better at it. There are many more opportunities. I mean, we still have a, a very small number of, of notable DAOs or community tokens out there. They're growing at a rapid pace. But I still don't think we've seen the inflection point yet. So there's just going to be many, many more ways for individuals to contribute. And I think for folks that are the way forward to, to creation within the creator economy in Web2 was to put yourself out there, to start yourself a channel, to start your Twitter account, to get an Instagram going. And that was a very single player game for the most part. I think the way to get started in Web3 is to join and be a part of a multiplayer game and to find where you can really lean in and create that value. And almost inevitably, that probably isn't to go start a, new, a brand new thing. For, for many of you out there, it is, or you have already started a new thing, and, and you know, that's, that's great. Uh, but for folks that are sitting on the sidelines and looking for a way to get in, the first step is to just jump into one of these or many of these communities that are actively looking for your talent. And I guess the, the challenge and opportunity today is that most communities aren't saying, hey, here's exactly what I need from you. The, the high leverage opportunity is to find out what's missing or where you can add value and to just go do it. I agree. Like, I think that's like what's really cool and daunting about these DAOs are like, no one's going to really tell you to do something. It's like, if you see something that is missing, then you suggest it and get some, you know, support on your direction and then just go do whatever (laughs) needs to be done. And then that's how you just kind of open source value adding into these, you know, Web3 communities. And also one thing that I want to just anecdotally want to share is that, you know, there are so many DAOs and you know, different opportunities to be part of a community, but 
I think it's important to focus on few or even one or two that you can give more time to and rather build reputation within a single DAO rather than spreading yourself thin, you know, just trying to catch up with what's going on is not the way, in my opinion. Like, I, I think way to like make yourself more visible and more you know, value add is to really go dive deep in a single or one to two communities that you really feel aligned and passionate about. And, and I think that is probably the best way to, like Jess said, you know, get started, you know, be part of the group, feel it out, see how you can contribute. Yeah. So I think that's like uh, <laughs> the beauty of what's, what's happening here. I would just like add on top of that, that this kind of like a more, I mean, we're, I mean, the past year and a half has, has been like, you know, or a year or so has, has been like kind of bull market kind of vibe. Everyone is excited and, and people who kind of like talk and kind of ha- inspire people like publicly and, and, and kind of like have a good, you know, sense of, of feeling where the trend's going and stuff like are having an edge there. Cause you know, that's the time where people are excited and willing to, and, and so like the type of like extrovert and profile that can like go all around and, 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 you know, like we'll, we'll thrive in that environment. But I'm also seeing like in a couple of like projects that I really, really like believe in strongly, you know, recruiting like more kind of like calm collected and, and get profiles that are willing to go like more in depth into things and kind of like more on a consistent basis, uh, even at community management, community management type of roles. And, and these people also like do extremely good in, in very different ways. And, I think also that's, you know, how as the industry matures, people that are like willing to put in the work on a consistent basis and not just like following trends and stuff are going to be like more and more valuable to to the whole space. So one thing I I wanted to say is, yeah, I wanted to ask, like, I mean, we we said like, how, how do you, how do you start DAOing? How do you start like participating in communities, which, which may sound like a crazy thing. Like if you're listening to this conversation and, listening to us saying, you know, how do you start participating in a community and stuff like that's, that's not something that I would really be, have been like ready to, to hear even like three to four years from now before I was in, in crypto, but like there's this burgeoning ecosystem and, and there's been like internet communities forever and people chatting on forums and subculture and stuff. And, and that's, that's awesome. I think like crypto is like probably bringing this to the mainstream because like it'll be like, you know, economically sustainable and stuff, but there are like a burgeoning ecosystem of communities and and and, and discords and stuff where, where people participate increasingly. So you should maybe check it out. And and there should be like guides and stuff on how to to start. Next question I, I want to dive into before we I don't know when when we run out of time and ten minutes from now. But how how can people like who have communities, community builders start building I mean using Web3 or how can this, yeah, like set in a good direction and path to kind of like grow a community in the, with the perspective of using like tokens and NFTs and Web3 tools and wallets and multisigs to, to structure their communities and, and efforts. Like that's, that's an open question for you, Chaz, Dave, Tom, and anyone in the audience. <laughs> I'd love to hear how Dave's thinking about this because I know you're like right, yeah. now, right now. I mean, I have so many ideas about this, but I, I generally like, I love the idea that like you could purchase, you could kind of like purchase membership pass to a community and it's an actual, almost like, I don't want to use like legacy, like vocabulary, but almost like a stock in that community. And, you know, you can also love the art and like love the artist and like this idea of all you know, coming together as a, as a bigger organism, so to speak. I love using like the language of nature for this kind of stuff and to use the community itself to accelerate the scaling of your ideas, which then can like, it's a, what's the term, a virtuous cycle, just like this upward spiral of, of everybody helping to achieve the same goal. So that's why I'm so excited about this stuff. Jess, I would love to like, you and I have had some really interesting conversations specifically around you know, what's possible for something like all ships. I don't know if any of those ideas are coming to mind right now, but I'd love to hear how you like, if you were pitching me on why I, why all the all ships community should have a social token, like, what would you say? So important point, 
I never pitch any community on having a, a token. And I think that's a values-based decision because we know how difficult launching tokens are and how much of a uncertainty and the fact that you are exploring this deeply, you know, long before we even chatted the first time and have sort of accelerated that exploration since we chatted is probably one of the, the biggest reasons why we're I think very excited about what you're working on and why it's you know a project that I think will be very successful in in the space. You know, it's a commitment and a value and it's a big deal, I think, as I said earlier, to launch a token. But obviously there's I think uh, I'm a big fan of, of what tokens can bring to a community like yours. And I, I think you kind of got at the core there, which is this idea of shared ownership in the co-creation of something. And you know the there's a big difference and, and for those, I mean, I was looking at the audience here, I think there's a number of people who already had this experience where, you know, you, you own an NFT and you feel like you're part of something or somebody gives you an NFT or gives you a social token and it feels different or you are, you know, earn your first, you know, tokens in a DAO and it feels different. You, you are a part of something you have a, a say, even if it's a small say, and it's a notably emotionally different experience than either receiving, you know, a payment of, of $25 per month or just sort of joining and showing up and, and not actually having that stake. So to me, that's the the core of all of this, this idea that, that you and your co-conspirators can have ownership in something. And then really what we're excited about is just the huge design space that that is, you know, on top of that. I think we've seen NFTs really be an exciting new way to generate revenue and creativity um, in Web3. And so I think we're still you know, very much in the early days of what that looks like. But, uh, you know, importantly, what that has allowed communities to do is to generate on-chain revenue that can be coordinated by token holders. And previous to NFTs really being a thing, that was a, a difficult thing to do and can only be done through, you know, ICOs or investments or contributions, donations, etc. So that has led to a huge explosion in the types of things we can do as, as communities. I think these communities are also really exciting because they're creating a, a way for individuals to come in and start to earn their first crypto. So, you know, for your mission at All Ships of showing uh, artists there's a way of, of actually making a good living and, and participating in Web3 and, and using these tools, you know, core to what you're doing is should be to give people that first experience of contributing some value and earning crypto and having a stake in, in, in this organization that you're building. And so I think beyond that, really what we're seeing is just there's just a disproportionate value that goes to folks that innovate. So the most exciting tokens and NFTs are ones that are doing something new or remixing old things into something new. And I think that's going to continue to be the thing. It's also why I'm not a big fan of just like templates or, or simple platforms that allow you to do things. As soon as you know the yam drop was done, yield farming was kind of less interesting. As soon as you know Bitcoin is the immaculate conception, like uh, the 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 launch of Yearn, the launch of CryptoPunks, um, even FWB, all of these projects benefited from doing something in obscurity that didn't really make sense until it made sense, and then everybody copied. So I think just those base layers, and then unleashing the creativity and coordination of your community is really going to lead to the innovation that unlocks the most value for for you and, and them. Wow, I'm so I'm so inspired now. That was a great great breakdown, and yeah, it seems to me like, like the one of the key elements that I'm focused on, and one of the reasons you know I was very early to to Web two, and one of the reasons I want to kind of move away from that is the incentives. Like the the alignment of incentives are, are different when you have a community funded mechanism as opposed to like. If I'm making my living on Instagram, I'm, the incentives are actually like advertising based and to like you know sell people products, which is never what I was interested in. It was always just something that peripherally enabled me to make make the art I do love. And this you know Web three really seems like an opportunity to spend my time and energy really like moving closer and closer to the to those goals of encouraging a new creative class to to embrace a creative lifestyle. So thank you for that breakdown. Yeah. That was really, <laughs> that was jet fuel for me right now. Hell yeah. I, mean, I think like Web2 is, you sort of had to go build a community and then sell them out. And I think Web3 is you get to go build and sell with your community. And that alone should get people stoked. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Thank you. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I think we're sort of approaching the one hour mark. So maybe last question to Jess is like, like how can people get, involved in or get familiar with seed club and what is like the next thing that you guys are kind of cooking up 
Yeah, so we're really excited to begin expanding the opportunities for individuals to get involved with C Club and with C Club projects. So, you know, over the next weeks and months, we'll really be rolling out better, more clear paths for individuals to to join our organization, to raise their hands, and to you know express interest in participating in in either bringing C Club to the next level or any of the you know seventeen and pretty soon twenty seven amazing projects that we've helped or, or are helping to bring to the world. Yeah, so I think like a lot is going to change for us in the next few months, which I'm really excited about. But folks can you know definitely follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. They can get involved in our Discord, which you know has a consistent heartbeat of people that are asking great questions and, and poking at the edges of these things. We also have our M Club community, which is a, a sub DAO focused on the Mirror ecosystem that is doing a lot of amazing work. I, think I just saw that one of our proposals just passed to back our first feature length documentary that's being co produced. That's kind of wild. A cattle murder mystery out of Oregon. I don't, it seems very weird and probably will be very exciting and successful because of its weirdness. But M Club has a pretty low barrier. You just need to hold one M Club token to be able to join that community. M Club isn't available on the market, so that this could be a challenging thing to acquire. But if you are able to, you can come join us there. And I think that the community is looking for ways to expand accessibility there as well. But yeah, I would just you know encourage folks to, to jump into C Club Discord or to join any of the projects that you know on cclub.xyz. You can see a list of the projects that we back. Those are all amazing creator-led projects um, that are many of whom are looking for for support. And you can jump into those discords as well and and start poking around. And yeah, I mean we have so many other fun things on the go, but I think we can leave it at that for right now. Yeah, well, thanks, Jess, and everyone who joined. Make sure to follow C Club, follow Jess. Follow us, Oasis Unstacked. Follow um, Nicole. Go, go. She yeah, has go follow Nicole. criminally low follower numbers. She needs way more than she has. It's just criminal. Yeah, I try to get up here too so that she can get some more. <laughs> <But she's, laughs> just follow her. Yeah, just follow her. She's in the, she's in the um But yeah, thanks guys. Um, so we'll also have probably more of these coming up next week. And I appreciate everyone's time. And hope it was fun and a lot of learning. So we... We hope to continue these NFTs and, you know, interesting DAO conversations going forward. So we'll call it at that. Yeah. And have a good weekend, everyone. Mm -hmm.